Hello. If there's one idea, one concept that flows through episode five of this podcast, it's collaboration. You're very welcome to One Voice. One. 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 We are a very multi-ethnic church with people from all over the world. We need to gather together in unity across denominations, across churches, across the county. Neighborhood community is also looking after one another. One voice. Because we're all the same. We're the same. Positivity sears its way right through the podcast. Great, great conversations of hope, of ambition and driving good change, welcome change. These are the stories from your community and the churches of Park Avenue, Queensgrove, Kingsley Park, Ascot, Great Billing, Harpole Road, Kingsthorpe, St Andrews, Toaster Road and of course the Emmanuel Group of Churches. Heather, Phil and Sarah have got some inspiring and brilliant things to talk about. Let's get started. The Methodist Church in Northamptonshire. This is One Voice. I want you to meet Heather McCallum. If there's a definition of positive, Heather is it. She's on the Young Leaders Scheme. And here's how she sums up this most excellent initiative before she tells her side of the story. I just think it's a chance to get young people more involved with the church and to get them engaged in something that they are passionate about because you can choose whatever you want to do, um, linking in with the church and their everyday lives. I first heard about it like a year ago. I really wanted to do it, it sounded amazing. And then I was given, you can do whatever you want. And then it kind of like, well, what am I gonna do? So I thought about it for a while. And so now I am raising awareness for type one diabetes. Um, so at the moment, because church isn't completely up and running, I'm mainly doing it online, but I've created like leaflets and adverts and stuff to be sent out to people that are at home, just so I can grab the church into it as well. Heather, have you always seen yourself as, as a bit of a leader? Oh, I don't know. But I, yes, it's, I've always enjoyed it. I, I work with um, kids outside of, outside of this and I teach them and I've always I always enjoy it I enjoy passing what I know and and seeing myself in people and helping them to understand stuff I'm type 1 diabetic I was diagnosed when I was nine and it obviously I have to deal with it every day and I also deal with other people of what they think about it and I've seen that there's a stigma around it and there's a lack of understanding so I really wanted to to get that and also before I was diabetic I had no idea I'd never heard of it before my uncle came to see me when I was in hospital and it turns out he was type 1 diabetic the whole time and I had no idea so yes it's a family thing and I just through my experiences I want other people to connect with it I must admit I'm, I'm quite shocked actually hearing you say that Heather that there are that there's ignorance and I suppose stigmas as around it you know can you can you sort of give us a snapshot of what they are and how you've managed to try and address those yeah well I get a lot even from family I get a lot of like oh you can't eat that 
um, because it's too much sugar in it. Mm. Um, oh, you must have eaten too much sugar as a kid. That's why I'm diabetic. Oh, you're not fat. Why have you got diabetes? It's there's so much misunderstanding. We never get taught about it. And like, I I love teaching people about it, especially the people closest to me, my friends at school and stuff. And they've seen the things I'm doing online, and they've come up and said to me. Heather, I've learned so much more. I understand it now. I can check your check your blood sugar now. I know if you faint, I know what to do now. And that's really what I want to to get. That's fantastic. And what, what about the the other effects of uh, this whole process and young leaders, the program? What other positives has it, has it brought to you? And I guess how you how you see yourself. I want people to just to learn and to. I've learned stuff as well because there's two there's type two diabetes as well and I don't know as much about it and people always get the two confused so I've had to research about it and I've had to find out more about that and there's different aspects of diabetes that I haven't um, come to yet and different areas that people don't understand as well and I've learned about them myself so I think as much as it is leadership it's also me learning about it even more. And what about the the church, the faith side of it, Heather? How does that play and how is that important? I want to involve my faith in it, but because it's everyone else in the in the scheme is doing a project that links a lot more to the church and to faith. Because I see the church as like my family, they're people that I've known since I was born. Mm. So I want them to be involved in what I have to deal with every day and learn about it they might have grandkids that might be diagnosed with it they might get it themselves i just want to be involved with it and show them more what is it that you're aiming for is this something that you can see that you could take easily into a job or another course how do you how do you see it this young leader scheme was projected with me for only a year but i know it can continue i only see myself as doing it for a year because it is leadership and it is teamwork as well I think it's the good skills to bring into my future and with the whole spreading awareness and it's something I'm really passionate about I think it could bring out some different qualities if I were to put you on the spot right now Heather and say come on and sell me the idea of the young leaders program sell it to somebody else getting them to be part of it what what is it you'd say oh okay uh the young leaders scheme is a chance for you to really show what you can do. You are given the chance to do something you're passionate about, something to do with the church and to do with your faith. It will help you on your, your faith journey and also pick something you're passionate about because you're doing it three hours a week for a year and because you've got the rest of your life as well and it has to be engaging, enjoy it. And the other people you meet along the way, the other young leaders, you have different mm. projects, sure, but there's away days and you enjoy it with them and you have a laugh and I, they give you ideas. I've had so many ideas from the other young leaders and it's just a brilliant network, a brilliant scheme and everyone should do it. <laughs> That's a quote that needs to go on the poster, the flyer, <laughs> the website, Heather. You know, I just realised as well that hearing you say that, I can't get to the end without just uh, asking you the online work that you've done around this, uh, around uh, this type of diabetes, um, can we can we see it somewhere? You know, just give a, a plug for where it is. Well, yeah. So it's on TikTok, actually. I was, I'm going to, I need to start an Instagram, but it's on TikTok for now. Um, we're at the.deadpancreas. 
on TikTok, and we're doing quite well, I have to say. Yeah. On one video, I got forty-four point four thousand views. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's getting somewhere. <laughs> The Dead, that's a superb title, The Dead Packers. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we'll certainly make sure that people are pointed to, uh, to TikTok and that uh, incredibly uh, unique account. Heather, thanks ever so much for talking to us about uh, Young Leaders. It's, it's been fascinating. Thank you. Thank you so much. The Young Leaders Scheme virtual flyer, the expression of interest packs and registration packs are on Northampton Methodist District org UK forward slash young hyphen people forward slash young hyphen leaders hyphen scheme. That's Northampton Methodist District org UK forward slash young hyphen people forward slash young hyphen leaders hyphen scheme. Yet to come, Sarah Dempsey, who really embodies the very best of the girls' brigade. Now, some may recognise our next subject by a word that doesn't really crop up anymore. E-C-U-M-E-N-I-S-M. Should we get Phil to explain? I think so. This is One Voice. I guess this is a kind of an extension of the, the conversation that we had with Helen Cameron from the previous episode of the podcast because she mentioned approaches to, to change in our conversation and, and what you want to talk about is often met with um, equal resistance, shall we say? Possibly, yes. Uh, I'm talking about um, churches working together. Some, it used to be have a fancy word called ecumenism, but that tended to get a bit lost in um, what do we believe the same and what do we believe differently and how can we resolve that kind of uh, conversations. So that was ecumenism way back. But now it's about actually what can we do together to uh, serve the community and uh, further the kingdom of God. Why do the barriers go up, Phil, do you think? Sometimes it's just about something way back in the past when all churches were a bit different. And of course, the only reason there are different churches is because somebody believed something different and decided that they couldn't stay together anymore. Uh, and so uh, we end up with all kinds of church tribes uh, you know, from uh, the Anglicans through the Methodists to the Baptists, the Pentecostals and the Charismatic House Church and Evangelicals and goodness me, it just goes on and on and on. If we actually are going to work together, oh goodness me, we might actually have to uh, talk to one another and uh, work out our differences. So it sort of perhaps feels a bit threatening to uh, to quite a lot of people, even within the church, actually. You, you sort of people get very possessive of their own little church. Are you a, a good diplomat then, Phil? Can you broach the subject with, uh, without um, making not, enemies? I'm not bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not bad. I think I'm, I'm known as quite a, a reasonable kind of a diplomat. Uh, kind of the, the churches together thing really began for me when... Uh, uh, I was accepted to train for the Methodist ministry and they sent me to Queen's College, which is in Harborne in Birmingham. And it's a combined training centre for Anglicans, Methodist and United Reformed Church. So actually the two years of my training, I was with people from other uh, streams of the church as, as well as my own. And the thing is, Phil, it is it's said on the the opening sequence to this very podcast one one lady says we need to gather together across churches across denominations 
And there are yeah. some, you put some in, in the email to me, there are some brilliant examples of it, aren't there? Yeah, there are, yeah. I mean, most recently, uh, I think um, food banks is, a, is a quite clearly something where churches have come together for the good of the community. Uh, and also uh, street pastors and school pastors. Uh, again, it's a, it's a really fine example of, of Christians from all kinds of traditions actually working together. I mean, would you go as, as, as far as to say that some have forgotten uh, that to have these collaborations means to reconcile, and surely if we need reconciliation, it's now? Yeah, it, it, indeed. Uh, and uh, I mean, the big thing really for me is that you we focus on the major themes that actually we all hold to and believe in about Jesus Christ as the uh, son of God who came to earth and died for us and rose again and sent his spirit and uh, that God is three in one uh, and those core Christian tenets and, and not just uh, focus on the bits where we uh, have uh, more subtle differences most of the time. When I was in my first appointment in um, in Shefford in Bedfordshire, uh, we gradually developed the churches together between four churches, the Baptist, the Catholic, the Anglican and the Methodist. And after a while, they made me chair and we ended up actually holding quarterly services with Ministry for Healing driven by all four of the churches at the same time and people used to actually comment uh, to the different ministers uh, on the in the street saying uh, it's amazing how you are working together now when in the past it seemed like you were all kind of doing your own thing uh, and and people outside the church I find generally don't get it why why if you're Christians why do you need all these different churches mm. and they don't really understand so I get quite asked quite often what's a methodist or, or, or that sort of thing yes and my hand is up phil i believe i have asked the question before <laughs> friends so guilty <laughs> Very no, much. no well it's fine yeah I mean, exactly the <laughs> yeah, point but yeah. people don't really get it and uh, why should they are there any specific projects any allegiances alliances that you and colleagues want to see the Methodist Church in this district, in, in this county, involved in? Yeah, I mean, I think, as you were sort of hinting at a short while ago, John, this time, this season, as we're coming out of the the greater restrictions, or at least we hope we are, it may not be the case for a while, but hopefully eventually, it's an opportunity for the church to have a real major rethink. Uh, we're calling it a reimagine in the Methodist churches, and we're actually looking at where our churches are positioned, uh, whether we've got the right number of buildings and all of that kind of thing, and how can we work in cooperation with other local churches in the near vicinity? And I think that's the big thing. For me, actually, um, Jesus only actually has one church, and that's it. It is called the body of Christ. It's not the many bodies or, or, or whatever. Uh, and actually, when we, we all get to heaven, there will actually only be one church. And so I know that he wants us to all be working together for the good uh, of those who haven't yet uh, understood or received the message uh, and experienced the love of God for themselves. The practical outworking, getting alongside one another to do something together 
that will serve others and will help the community uh, and communicate very practically something of the love of God for for all people um, and, and that's where it really works for me yeah you can do the big stuff mm. um, and the national churches regularly have you know vision things about uh, um, let's do this together and let's do that together but to actually make it happen it needs to be the local neighborhood churches actually um, saying well yeah we're going to pray together for uh, the people around us in our neighborhood we're going to look and see what we can do to help we're going to reach out and serve them uh, and try and help them discover the love of God for themselves I honestly don't think anyone can argue with the the spirit the essence of what Phil says there surely partnerships have to be a good thing from the Methodist Church in Northampton you're listening to One Voice well, there's just been a special service for Girls Brigade and plenty more besides. Sarah Dempsey explains. We've got a brilliant team at Kingsley that had all the planning in place for all this COVID secure, which was great. So my actual role was just to be part of the service and to bring um, an element of hope, shall we say. I linked it back with God speaking to Noah. Uh, we had a rainbow as a display and I linked it back to everybody in part of God's story. So everybody had a piece of a jigsaw, which was a colour of the rainbow. Oh, so right. they take that home with them. Mine is stuck on my fridge now with blue tack. We had the opportunity to take that home with them, as well as a bag of Skittles Ooh. and pipe cleaners that they could make into their own rainbow, which Ooh. was very well received. What a creative lot. Fantastic. They should take photos of where they are, where they put them, and I guess put them on the, the, the Facebook page lovely. and stuff. Yeah. That would be fantastic if anybody did that. So uh, I'm guessing that that's obviously not been the only thing you, you've had to do differently. A lot of Girls Brigade things uh, online with Zoom and all of that. Uh, how, how has it worked out generally, Sarah, do, doing things that way? It was a challenge at first because obviously we had to close quite quickly back at the beginning, back in March. Um, the girls were fantastic. The parents were fantastic. With the older girls, we did Zoom meetings. So we did those all over the summer when they were playing games. We had a scavenger hunt. We had um, telling their news every single week, which they, although they hadn't been out anywhere, they still had lots to tell us. And that carried on throughout the summer. And then when we started back in September, Girls Brigade have very kindly put on a new badge called Being Together. That's for both sections. So the younger ones have had the link emailed out to them and this week I'm posting more resources out to the younger girls so they can do it at home and the older girls are still zooming so they're doing part of their badge work via zoom and still having fun as well at the same time with playing games like bingo and just scavenger hunts which they love so yeah it's been it's been interesting but it's been very supportive and the parents have been very supportive even though people have been obviously separated by definition they've still managed to keep that sort of feeling of togetherness and community going which is great isn't it we do and with the girls our girls the third northampton have a facebook page and every week i post on there so they still feel part of it Mm. they still feel that they're included it's very important that they still feel that they're part of the third northampton of part of any girls brigade now we're not allowed to count skittles or pipe cleaners (laughs) <laughs> or both for this, Sarah. But what what do you reckon is the most creative or fun thing that uh, uh, you've done throughout all this time with Girls Brigade? 
during this last few months yeah. or in or in, or in general? Well, either, either will do. You can go for both. I don't mind. Five years ago, so in 2015, we had our 100th celebration of our company. And that was a huge day. We had a massive parade service where we were able to parade around the streets with a band, which hasn't been done for a long time. We had past members coming back to the service on the Sunday and then staying for an afternoon buffet. And the whole of the church and the rooms were just covered in memorabilia of pictures and trophies and uniform, because obviously the uniforms changed over the years. Um, And it was such a wonderful display of everyone coming together and chatting the noise from past members that have come and not seen each other for years was absolutely amazing. And oh. that for the younger girls was like, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. These, these people have got great memories just like we do. And that, that was lovely. Brilliant, brilliant. And so I guess the, the online more recently and what's been the, the high spot for you? We had a virtual sort of online camp along with the Boys Brigade with the Unite. Um, that was quite funny because we did like a bake-off so that all the girls had the ingredients emailed out to them of what they would need for the Rocky Road. And they went away and made it in the time frame and then took pictures. And we did really well with that. So that was, that was good fun. Great. Well, we had a virtual campfire as well, which was, you know, we're all sitting in our own gardens <laughs> with a candle and the marshmallows. But yeah, <laughs> that was challenging, but fun. Well, you can't, you think is that that show, you just, wherever it's physical or online, you, you can't lose when it comes to food as a theme, does it? Food always wins, Sarah. Food always wins, especially in our company. They do love cooking and baking, and the church often smells of baking, which Brilliant. is lovely, which is something we're not allowed to do even when we resume face-to-face right, right. contact, which will be, yes, that will hmm. be challenging. And for you, what was it about Girls' Brigade in particular that made you think of, I guess, of all the options, the things that you could be part of, things that you could be, you could volunteer for? That, right, Girls' Brigade, that's the thing that I want to be part of. Uh, I started in the Girls' Brigade when I was six years old, and I went all the way through up until I was 18, and then helped out after that. So it's always been a part of my life. I took a short break whilst I had my family, and then when the last captain took over, she said, would I come back and volunteer again? And volunteering is such a wonderful way of just embracing church life, new memories. You know, I'm always saying this to the girls. We make memories every mm. week, things that you will remember until you're very, very old. So I think doing that was just, it, it just felt right. I think people that haven't been in Girls' Brigade as well who come to volunteer just find it amazing that it's this unit that we're all the same. You know, wherever we are in the country, we're all Girls' Brigade, which yeah. is, uh, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing for young people to be a part of, to do something else other than school. And to feel like you belong is is tremendous. Yeah, because you, you kind of wherever possible, you've got to have extra interest, haven't you? Outside interests. I think if it's all about school or it's all about the workplace, it's very sort of one dimensional. It is, but I mean, we've got girls that do dance, and they'll bring that element in. We've got girls that do singing. Mm. So we've had talent shows in the past, you know, where they can show all their different talents. We've had singing, playing the guitar, dancing, gymnastics. You know, they bring all those elements to. <laughs> to the company and that, yeah. that's lovely as well goodness me I, I expect a variety show even if it has to be on zoom very soon <laughs> <Yeah>. sarah <laughs> we look, look forward to it. it's been absolutely nice to catch up with you thank, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast sarah and all the best thank you very much before we go just a quick word on something happening on the 10th of october which is a saturday newcastle district have put out uh, an open invitation to join them for their mission hub It's on between 10am and midday on that day 
and you'll hear Deacon Eunice Atwood talking about church at the margins and the Reverend Professor David Wilkinson discussing apologetics and evangelism to COVID and beyond. More details for that are on the Northampton District Facebook page. I'd say that essentially calls time on this month's episode. Look after yourself. Stories, community, and what brings us together. This is One Voice.